from BLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota, this is the Maverick Hockey Live Podcast. We'll get control uh, to Charlie Gerard. He'll feed Michaelis busting in off the right wing, put on the brakes to Toomey. Back up front to Gerard, and he scores! Another highlight real goal right there for Minnesota State as the Mavericks. With your host, Marissa Voss. What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Maverick Hockey Live Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Voss. The Mavericks traveled to Duluth, Minnesota to take on the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. They did not disappoint with a Friday night game 4-1 win. And then they fended off the snowstorm on Saturday to win 3-1. The Mavericks luckily returned back and they are taking on the Lakers of Lake Superior State this weekend at the Mankato Civic Center. This is a jam-packed episode, you guys. We have James Murray from Everything College Hockey. We're going to be talking to him about his organization and what they're doing in Mankato this weekend. We're then going to pass it on to Aaron Stuvey with a segment we like to call Around the League. We're then going to be rounding out with a Mankato Free Press editor, Shane Frederick. He's going to be talking about his predictions about the Lake State Series this weekend. It is a beautiful day to talk hockey, so let's get started. Welcome back, guys. I am always as Marissa Voss. That was weird. Sorry, but I am here with James from Everything College Hockey, ECH. It's an organization that covers everything college hockey, basically, <laughs> from podcast to hype videos. You want to just elaborate that on James and what that is and what you guys do? Yeah, basically, we're uh, based on Instagram. Um, we also have a YouTube page. Both are Everything College Hockey. You just type them in. Um, on YouTube, we post our podcast. We'll only have one episode out right now, um, but that is with your current Maverick, Parker Toomey. Uh, check that out on YouTube. But uh yeah, basically on Instagram, we post day to day, whether it's three stars of the week or um, we'll feature goalies and women's. We cover our Wednesday, we cover women's hockey, and uh, Thursday and Friday, we go throwback Thursday and just get ready for the weekend, kind of. And um, but yeah, I mean, our podcast basically covers like past weekends and upcoming games and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, we have a show on YouTube as well called Locker Room Talk, and um, we have a video coming out with Duluth Hunter Shepard who the Mavericks just beat this past weekend, so. Love it, love uh, to hear it. Yeah, and then we already have an episode out with Ryder Donovan from the University of Wisconsin, so um, more to come, and hopefully we get a couple Mavericks on the show as well. But um, yeah, we're just basically on Instagram right now, and uh, our big thing is player takeovers, team takeovers, which is every weekend, and uh, I'll kinda, I'll get in contact with players across the country, and then they'll take over the Instagram, and. Kinda go from there? Go from there, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, so. Okay, so how did, I want to know how Parker Toomey initially got involved in this. I was looking at your Instagram page, and all of a sudden I was like, whoa, Parker Toomey, <laughs> like, what's up with that? So yeah. how did he get involved with that? Um, I messaged him. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I follow a lot of players across the country, and, uh, you know, Parker's a big name here, and um, he's producing well, so uh, great guy, too. So I just reached out yeah. to him, and I was, most of the times I'll reach out to t- the players, and uh, they'll get back to me, and some have actually reached out to me, so uh, it's pretty cool, you know growing so far and doing that and the guys have fun with it too and uh, we have women's teams doing it too so oh that's cool I didn't even know you guys had a lot of women's team is that a new thing that you guys are we're trying doing? to trying to get it done um, we're busy so I mean yeah. let's try to get everything everyone in everyone included but yeah we're trying to cover more women's hockey too it's what we do on Wednesday but um, to be honest you know it's it's hard to get a bunch of stats and stuff from women's hockey yeah. not a lot of people covering it so 
Uh, we're doing our best though, and you know we we plan to improve on that. But um, yeah, just gotta find the material, like you said. A lot of people aren't covering, which is a shame. We do some here and there. A lot of what we do is like Fox Sports North games. For mm-hmm. sometimes we're doing three this year, I think, for women's. But it is hard, and I think that it'll grow more and more. I think you'll see a consistency of growth of that. But how was this organization founded? Kind of getting back on track with that. What was, was this like, oh, we just came up with this in our garage, and here we are now, or what? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of it, no. Um, yeah, so I basically, I went to Bemidji State. Um, I was a student manager for the hockey team there. Uh, my junior year, I was invited to live with the hockey boys there, so... Uh, yeah, it was probably end of my junior year, so three years ago. Uh, just randomly stood in my room and started a page, and I had a bunch of connections in the hockey already. And yeah. uh, those those guys, uh, I'll give a shout out to them, Jay Dickman and Kyle Bowman and TJ Ruther, my roommates. Uh, they're now playing pro hockey, but they inspired oh, me. Oh wow! They inspired me to uh, keep going and and do this page, and I've had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. How was this organization founded? Yeah. So um, I grew up playing hockey. Um, Dad had a hockey rink in the backyard, built that for me, and um, fell in love with the game of hockey. But in high school, I got hurt, so I couldn't play. Became a manager, went to Bemidji, transferred to Bemidji State, got a job there with the hockey team, and uh, uh, equipment manager there, Toby Palmasino, gave me a job and um, just inspired me to, you know, be my best and and love the game of college hockey. And I grew up going to every Gopher hockey game, so um, I kind of fell in love with the game there. But uh, yeah, you know, from there, I was just like, I want to start this Instagram page. Um, I'm a huge fan. I want to get the word out. I want to grow the game. I want to get more kids involved. Um, and then I just kept going from there. And this past summer, I um, added a staff. So um, I got people working with sponsors. I got video guys. I got um, just people pitching in ideas. And yeah, for sure. People that are uh, producers. So um, I also do want to give a huge shout out to MI Media because he is our camera guy and he makes everything happen. So, okay. um, but yeah, and I think it's just like this year we've grown a lot and we started doing a new thing this year where we travel to arenas and make kind of hype videos per se. And uh, we just did one for North Dakota a couple weekends ago. So that's out on YouTube. <clears throat> and yeah, we're going to do one for Mankato this weekend. So I'm very excited to do that. We did the Gophers last weekend. So yeah. How was the Gophers? I was just, it's funny, like we're on a page right now. I was just bringing up, I'm like, so I saw you guys fighting Hawks. They played up in Mariucci. What did you guys do up there? How. Like, do you just guys made hype videos? What is this hype video that you do? Kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, basically, we, we're we doing a lot of behind-the-scenes footage. Um, you know, often the average fan doesn't see what's happening behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's very interesting how the players prepare themselves, uh, the whole staff, every, everyone's mm-hmm. working together to put on a game. Um, but I think that, for me, like, that grew my love for the game. And that was my favorite part of hockey, you know, taping your stick, all the equipment, the locker rooms and stuff. So a lot of kids um, have messaged us on Instagram and said, oh, this is so cool. So we kept rolling with it, and now we travel to rinks, and we get footage to the student section. We like to interview a couple students in the student section, okay, which cool. we'll do this weekend. So I hope the students can show up this week and support the number one oh, team in the nation. You know, They they have it. We had an episode, if you listen in, my audience knows this, but it's called The Herd, mm-hmm. right? And they bring the banner, they bring the heat. There's a guy, Carson, Elijah. Yeah. And I think it was Carson uh, DM me last night. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that you want to go up to. He's gonna. They're going to be rowdy. They're going to be a great place. So that is the one you want to do. 
you guys know about the herd. Remember to go get free tickets if you are a student, and Dunkin' Donuts has free tickets as well. I gotta plug that. I gotta Absolutely. plug that. Absolutely. So hard. No, I want every student on campus there, and why not? You know, it's it's fun. It's cheap. Yeah. It's a good event. You got the number one team in the nation yeah, it's four good consecutive hockey. weeks in a row. I mean, why don't you go there? Like, exactly. Right? Exactly. And but that's what that's what our hype video is. We're putting it on YouTube. It's like people, you know, I want people to go to these schools if they're mm -hmm. not playing hockey, go yeah, to these exactly. games and support it because, you know, to be honest, college hockey's gone down a little bit what it once was yeah uh, as far as fan base goes but uh, I think it's still live in Minnesota I think we can grow it everywhere oh yeah and I think even Both men's and women's so. right and I even think you look at the Mavericks right now the men's team <laughs> it's growing so big even from the last couple of years because we just keep reeling in good teams we're you know I mean people were successful we got sour Jeff sour last year you know we got the WCHA championship all of that stuff and now people want to come Exactly. Exactly. I know, you know, being a beaver and working for them, you know, we were always timid and yeah, scared coming like, and playing oh, Mankato, no. but, you know, we played them well. And, um, but I think, yeah, Hastings has done a great job here and oh, so the, the program's only going up. So. No, trust me. We always talk about the beavers and how they're obviously a competitor in the WCHA. Right. So when they come to town, it's always a big game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we try to specialize on too, is, is finding rival games, finding in-state matchups. Cause that's that's where the blood's gonna come, and that's oh, where it's, yeah. you know uh, we need to get back to that. But uh, yeah, I don't. I think Hastings has done a great job, and I think you're gonna see more names like Bacchus um, in the NHL soon. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I also want to thank Spin Chicklets for following us too, because that that, that putting us on the map. Yeah, they that, did. They definitely put us on the map. Um, Guys, I, I'm freaking out. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know if this page would still be a thing if they didn't follow us. Yeah, I can't believe it. I love spin chiclets. People yeah. on this podcast know that I love spin chiclets. Yeah, that's 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 super awesome. So that they was... did just follow you out of the blue. Yep, yep. Oh. I remember the exact morning. It was game day in Bemidji. You're like holy and crap! My roommates were sleeping, and obviously they had a game that night. And all of a sudden, I wake up and I look at my phone, and spin chiclets following me. I was like, whoa, no, 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 no. I wanted to wake my roommates up, but I couldn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, get up now. Yeah, so it's like no. And, everything. <laughs> and I think just following their lead and, and promoting hockey and we're going to grow the game and they're doing a good thing. They're, you know, with Barstool too. And they, um, they're a different brand, but they, they help out the community. So, yeah, I think Barstool is a big thing, especially with young kids, right? They're just right. trying to brand and go out and branch out. And I think what they do is great. I, I love it. If you love hockey, that's the podcast to listen to that one and this one. Absolutely. But I mean, that's cool that they followed you. That's like, yeah, oh and God. I think I'm we're sorry, trying to. Sorry, I got a little starstruck there. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> we're trying whoa. to follow, uh, um, trying to follow them in a way, but you know, obviously, we got to stay clean and protect the players and everything. Exactly. So it's a little bit different, but at the same time, we want to hype up college hockey. I think it's yeah. Oh I don't know, yeah. For me, like, I'm a bigger fan of college hockey than the NHL. I think you know, players yeah. players aren't playing for money; they're playing for the logo on their chest in their school. I think and their families, and they're playing to get to the, the contracts. So. Exactly. Well, I think that's apparent in any sport. Yeah. I do the same thing, like um, college basketball. Big fan it's of college so much basketball. Better. It's not because, even like, right, right, yeah. because it's like all these guys. Like I'm not dissing on them; they're super talented in the NBA. But absolutely, they're just playing for all these records, all this or that, like whatever else. I'm like, where's the passion? Where's the love? Where's the? I don't know. I just get so upset because I don't exactly. even watch you NBA about, that much. You talk about passion. You can't tell me these guys in Mankato don't have passion right now. They're number oh, one man. in the country and they're oh, loving man. it. They're loving every second exactly. of it, and they deserve more. Uh, publicity but that's why we're trying to help them out but right. even though we're not that big yet but um yeah no i think the passion's great and i think if the, the students get behind them it's even way it's more fun so it's gotta be and you i mean we had students that went up to duluth this last weekend 
I even saw some students, like uh, a girl who I have on Snap, I saw her and she went to the game and I was like, it's a blizzard up there. It yeah. was like the worst blizzard ever, but we've got fans got that are going up. 22 inches of snow and there's still fans yeah. going up. And that's what hockey's about though. That's what that's it's about. That's what it's about. We got some of the herd going up and they're just like, I want to see this team. This is a great matchup. I want to see this happen. And that's what you're doing. That's what you got to do and promote that. Exactly. I like, I haven't, not going to lie guys, I haven't heard of your organization until Carter was like, hey, they want to be in the podcast. I was like, sick, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of but, people haven't. It's, um, it's hard to grow because college hockey is such a yeah. small niche, but um, there's no one covering it really. So, no, and I like what you're doing. So, what arenas? What what arenas have you been to? I mean, you mentioned Mariucci, but what? Mm-hmm. Else, where else have you been? Uh, well, for our second episode of locker room talk with Hunter Shepard, we went to Duluth. Okay. So we went to their locker room. Um, yep, North Dakota, the Ralph. That was an unbelievable experience. Um, yep, Mariucci. We're gonna do here. Uh, we plan on doing St. Cloud, Omaha this year. Um, yeah, on a budget, but we're trying to make yeah, it work, trying you know? to make it happen. I, I want to hit up the Michigan schools because there's a lot of hockey out there, and um, oh yeah, Northern Michigan, Lake State, all yep. of those up there. Yep, all yep. of them. So, um, but yeah, you know, for the people that we can't make it to this year because of our budget, you know, we have team takeovers for that reason. And okay, that yeah, that's super definitely cool. helps. All, you know, all it takes is a text, and the guys are like, "Yeah, I'd love Let's to do, do it." it. So that's I, usually, I, I usually ask for who's the funniest guy on the team. Just take it over oh, and just kill it. Oh, that's Parker. That's Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a good Parker time on our or, um, or Chuck, Charlie Gerard. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so funny. I remember we were, had him on a podcast, and we were talking about, like, best golfer. And mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, yeah, Josh French, he's the, he's probably the best. And Chuck was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who said this? And he's just got, a, like, a, like, a good personality. So definitely him, too. Those are the two on this team. I was going to ask, though, how much has this grown from last year to this year? Has it grown in like a good amount this year or is it kind of like the same? You guys are just keep going on growing each year. As far year. as like what followers or? Yeah, followers, content you guys are doing, members, I think just in a general sense. Our content sense. for sure because last year, last year beginning of the season, um, was it like really our first full year? Mm-hmm. And I was by myself then, so I was just doing the most oh, I could. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, I remember like I messaged Hunter Shepard on Duluth and he was the first team takeover. And so then oh, super cool. I put that in our bio and then the rest of the team saw that, that did follow me. And then I just messaged the player, hey, can you take this over? Yeah. Go check the bio for examples. Boom, boom. And just, just kept like adding that. on. And uh, But this year our content, obviously, now we got a camera guy and we're putting, we didn't have YouTube last year. So Now you got YouTube this year? And Yeah. And I think that's awesome. a couple of weeks ago we gained like a thousand followers in a week. So Crazy. it's just, you know, um, it's just getting the content out there and yeah. getting the word out. But um, this is a great place to do it. I think it is. And. I want to give a shout out to Mankato Hockey too, Mavericks Hockey, because they have probably ten players that follow us, and that's the most by far. On any, nice on any for any team. The best place, there. the number one place. Oh, they support it, and I love it. And um, yeah, no, I'm excited to work with them this week. They're great. They're great guys. They come on the podcast every week, and they're super nice, and they super, get super into it. And you mm-hmm. can just tell they have such a passion for this team, and mm-hmm. this team is like second family to them. Working behind the scenes, working on all that stuff, I can just see that this is just a, such a tight-knit group absolutely and we're going to talk about maverick hockey actually i'm going to talk i don't know how much you know about the lakers lake state a little bit i know they're good bit. they swept us last year in the yeah playoffs. that's why i'm like eh. and they we, they um dealt us our only home loss last year mm-hmm. and we were uh, still a really good team last year so what are you thinking about this upcoming series do you i mean do you want to make any predictions like mavericks are going to bring out the brooms we're going to split and be dealt our second loss of at home what are you thinking yeah um 
It's kind of like ad lib, and I don't know if you've prepared for this. A little no, bit. I do. I have. I, I mean, um, done my research, but Lake State's a sneaky team. Um, they work hard. They're good. Yep. They're good. They're good. Um, there's special teams that have been great this year, but um, and Mankato's has, so that could be the difference in the series. Mm-hmm. But I think um, at home it's gonna be tough to beat Mankato. I think they sweep. I, I it has to be. Yeah. I think they sweep. There's no way they're too talented, especially that first line. It's best line in the country, I believe. Parker, Mark, and Charlie Gerard. It's. That's... They've been playing together for a while, and. Um, you know, with the fans behind them, and mm-hmm. they're just, you know, they know they got the target on their back now, so that's more pressure, so that's going against them, maybe, but at the same time, you know, I think Hastings has done a good job calming them down. Yeah. They know what they got to do week in and week out. It was, it, this team is so dangerous, because you look at every single line on this team, and it's, it's not, it's not even, like, all the lines are good. The first line's great, and then you have, like, you know, you've got Lutz and Smith and Souter right. and Nick Rivera and all of these people that, like, it just goes down, and you're like, holy crap. And when you have that, I think you have a great team. But, yeah. no, I think the same thing is that I think we're too dangerous at home. Yeah, and we are way I think Lake State's going to be physical, and they got Max Hummets, who's got, like, 15 points. He's mm-hmm. having a good year, but, you know, they shut them down, and eventually you just keep getting shots. It's going to yeah. go in, you know, and um, then you get the crowd behind you. You know, they get the first goal both nights. It's it's, it's, it's a trouble, yeah. That's the thing, though, I have found about this series, not even this series, but in a couple in the past. We've had a huff, tough time Saturday night, mm-hmm. even against Duluth, and then when we had against Anchorage. We, on Saturday night, we just, like, won the first game and were, like, slow to start. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the hardest thing for this team is to get started early. you got to get the first goal or you got to get a goal in the first or second period and get going because – especially with Lake State, if you don't, they're going to come after it. Right. And that's the biggest thing that scares me is that we got to wake up. Exactly. And I think, you know, that's what I like about college hockey too. It's different. You know, people often forget these kids got to go to school Friday morning. Right. Exactly. They have, you know, family stuff. They got school stuff. They got worried about, you know, their agents and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, Friday night's different. You know, they can come up flat and I've seen it many times, but, um, I don't know. For me, I guess it'd be, if I was on the roster, it'd be hard for me to come up flat, be number one in the country. Right. (laughs) Like, I don't. I think it would be really hard. And not even that is that you've got six or seven scratches that would love to take your place. Exactly. Right? And they're all these guys, are, don't forget, like, they're not just on the team. These guys have worked their butts off. They're juniors through high school, everything. They yep. get here. And um, obviously you, you want to contribute even if you're not in the lineup. But um, I'm sure if you go around the room and ask the guys, like, even the scratches are, you know, they're putting in 100% every day and, and supporting the guys that are in the lineup because they want to exactly. work just as much as they do. So. And that's the thing I love about hockey is that it's individual, but it's also such a team aspect, right? I think it's the best team sport there is. You need, you need everyone, and, you know, you get banged up a lot. So Exactly. You get banged up, you need people, but also you can be individual. You can be like Mark, who's a, almost an all-time scorer. You can be like Dryden McKay, who's having a fantastic second sophomore year. You can be like Jake Jeremko, who comes back from missing eight games, and boom, now he's forward of the week and already got yep. this and this. So I think that hockey is great, and, I man, I love this sport, and I love this team, and I'm very excited to see what you guys are going to be doing for this. Yeah. I'm going to be following you guys on Instagram, following you guys Absolutely. on your YouTube page and everything. And you guys should, too, on the audience. Everything college hockey, okay? Instagram, go on their YouTube, look that up, too. Um, this is something that you're going to watch, going to want to watch for content, even throughout the WCHA and CHC. Everything. Yeah, we're, everything. We're trying to cover a team. And, yeah. Um, again, it's difficult to get every team in there, but yeah. we try our best and uh, – um, it's so easy to focus, you know, since we're in Minnesota, it's so easy to focus on the teams right here. Oh, but, yeah. And a lot of, I mean, they're all, like, top 20 teams in the country. Like everyone Top 20 here. teams, yeah. I mean, everyone is. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, Mavericks, they they keep riding McKay. They're going to be just fine this year. And Oh, yeah. I was, 
you know, shocked how last season ended. But um, now that they have experience, they know what it's like to be in that tournament. You're yep. going to see them there again. And I hope the Frozen Four. So I, you, me, and this whole audience, I right. think, is hoping the Frozen Four. And no. I, we'll we'll see how it goes. We don't want to go too forward in it, but well, I think we're all I think hoping we're going to try to cover it this year and. I'd love to see the Mavericks oh, there, man. knowing some guys there, yeah. and, and the Hobie Baker Award ceremony too. We should be there, so um, yeah, you might have some players there as well. Right, so. exactly. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really good year, and I'm really excited for this, as we should be. But I mean, is there anything else you want to cover? I like to ask everyone before we close it out. Yeah, um, not really. I mean, just keep being patient and yeah. and support your team, and I think that's for every every fan. But absolutely, um, you know, there, there's a lot of room for growth. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just Go excited. I'm, just, I'm so Go excited maps. to shoot a video here, and uh, I want all the students there. And, and you know, like we were in North Dakota, and they had students lined up for a mile out the door, like oh, an, really? hour, an hour and a half before, and that was fun to shoot a video for them. But, um, yeah, I think we just got to keep filling the yep. fill the building, and um, the footage is going to be there, and the hype's going to be there, and, you know, these guys deserve all of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's really the big thing for that's us. It's kind and, of a challenge. Like, get the get to the games. That's a challenge the to the MSU challenge students. It's it's not just here or anywhere. I mean, it's it's all the schools around, and um, I just want to keep seeing it grow. And um, yeah, I think it, you know it starts at a young age too. It's how you yep. grew up, um, and it's such an expensive sport to play. So oh, it's so expensive, but it's so worth it. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, another big thing for everything college hockey is we're I don't know when it's going to start exactly. We're trying to get it going by next year, but we're mm-hmm. trying to start a foundation. Um, to, okay, to raise yeah. money for underprivileged kids who can't afford to play. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So that's a big thing I'm working on right now um, that will be coming up for next year. Because, um, you know, for me growing up, you know, we were scrambling just to get enough money to, for me exactly. to hit the ice. And, you know, that's you get a personality, you get everything from that, you learned everything from hockey. So mm-hmm. and I think most kids on the team would tell you that. And um, you never know, you know, if we could raise some money and get some kids some skates and That'd you never know where he's going to end up. Exactly. You never, never know. know if he's going to be on <laughs> Mavericks or even if, if he's it's gonna one be kid. Even if it's one kid, we'd raise enough money to afford one kid to play for yeah. a season. You're definitely making an impact. You're making on that. friends. You're making, you know, learning life lessons. It's it's a good thing. So we're trying to get that going as well as an apparel line. Um, so hopefully that's all up by next apparel season. Apparel line. Yeah, I'd be into that. Yeah, Get a nice little like shirt or quarter sleeve or whatever. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be super cool. Absolutely. We well, have a couple shirts right now, but just for the staff kind of. And mm-hmm. but I'm trying to get something going. Uh, we're in talks right now, but. Hopefully we get it done. Beautiful. <laughs> maybe maybe sometime he'll be on here next year, guys, with whoever is the podcast host of this since I am graduating, which is really <laughs> sad. Hey, good for you, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, done. at least I'm graduating, yeah. getting out of here. But so hopefully maybe you guys hear from him next year and they just grow this thing. But I want to say thank you so much to James for coming out, ECH, for coming to Mankato. Thank you, thank you. No, thanks and for having us. Yeah, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Anytime I get to talk hockey, really excited about it. Absolutely. So this episode is out now on Apple and Spotify. So subscribe, listen, and we will catch you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Go Mavs. There we go. Go Mavs. This is the segment we like to call Around the League. And now, Aaron Stubbe. Lake Superior State at Minnesota State. The top-ranked Mavericks host the Lakers for the first time since sweeping the visitors in the semifinals of the 2019 WCHA playoffs. MSU leads the all-time series 23-1 and is 11-2-1 in Mankato. Alabama Huntsville at Bowling Green. 
Bowling Green is 26-6-2 all-time against the visiting Chargers, but UAH split their last meeting at BGSU to conclude the 2018-19 regular season. Alaska Anchorage at Michigan Tech Fresh off a trip to Fairbanks, the Huskies return home to host the 49th state's other WCHA member. Tech leads the all-time series 36-32-16, including a 21-13-6 slate in Houghton. Alaska at Bemidji State In a matchup of a pair of teams on the cusp of cracking the top 20, the Beavers host the Nanooks in a two-game set in Bemidji this weekend. The two teams split their first meeting in Fairbanks, but BSU enters the weekend with a 14-6-3 all-time advantage in the series. And now for our final segment of the show. I will be sitting down with Mankato Free Press Sports Editor Shane Frederick to talk everything Mav Hockey. Let's dive in. Welcome back, guys. I'm Marissa Voss, and I'm here with Mankato Free Press Sports Editor Shane Frederick. How are we doing, Shane? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing pretty good. Good. Mavericks won, swept Bulldogs, and we're going to go into that. I mean, talk about Jake Jeremko right now. And just the yeah. three. Like, that's three points on the weekend. He's doing great after coming back. Yeah, and that's that's amazing that, um, you know, they were obviously able to survive without him. And um, I think we talked at the beginning of the season about their depth uh, and the potential depth that they've had. And I'm sure you've talked to a lot of players about that. They, they bring that up a lot when you interview them. And certainly with Jake out, um, it seemed like they didn't miss a beat. But... Uh, when he got thrown back in, um, especially on the power play, yeah. uh, things got ramped up a little bit. And you certainly are seeing um, the Jake Jaremko really of two years ago when he had such a great freshman year. Last year was a little up and down for him or down and then up late for him. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> he he kind of he struggled early on and um, had kind of that you know proverbial sophomore mm-hmm. slump. And I think they had real high expectations for him coming in. And then uh, to get sick and miss eight games or whatever it was um, seemed like that could be a setback. And I, you know, was curious to see what kind of setback it would be. You know, would it take a few weeks for him to get his legs, to get his lungs, whatever, you know, what you need? And he's been really good. And Saturday night, it's interesting because the top line uh, guys, uh, Michaelis and Toomey and um, Charlie Gerard, were, were really good on, on Friday and Saturday. You know, sometimes you, especially when you're on the road and a team says, "Hey, we got to find a way to shut them down," someone else needs up. to step up. Yep, and it was, exactly. you know, it was it was Jake and and uh, um, Lucas Souter and Nathan Smith and uh, that second. Um, power play unit and and really uh it's really good to see because i think as the season goes on here um as well as they're playing right now they're gonna you you still you need your veteran players absolutely and and jake jaremko is one of them that they you know need to rely on and, and he he was good I think what you said is perfectly, though. We didn't see much of Jake last year. I think everyone was looking forward to seeing that and him having his little bit of a sophomore slump. But to him to come back the way he did, I wasn't expecting that. He In his first game out, even, he scored goals and had a great... He's just been going on with it. And it's, I think it's real good to have him getting forward, forward of the week. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think uh, it given, gives them some confidence. And, it, you know, I was uh, uh, talking to the, the guys at College Hockey News about this team and and they were curious about the depth of the team uh, in terms of you know a lot of points down the line mm-hmm. but not really having a um a big 
point line or a big point player. Yeah. Certainly, like I mentioned, uh, Michaelis Toomey Girard has been that for the most part. But it's not like they are heads and tails uh, away from everybody else. They're um, they lead the team, but the next groups are, are right there with them. And I think uh, you know to see that you can't really if you're a defend if you're defending them whether you're at home or you're here in Mankato um, you have to take them all into account it's not just looking at their lineup and saying hey if we shut down 26 and 9 we're going to be fine yeah. because here come 5 and 16 and um, all these other guys yeah, in the roster so that can score absolutely and and they've been and they've been doing it and and it's you know Jake Jeremko and uh, Dallas Gerrard since he returned after missing four games I yeah. think he has seven assists I mean he's he's been really good too so the, that veteran presence um, really the kind of stuff that we talked about you know back in September or early October uh, where you're wondering hey do these freshmen fit in anywhere yet um, now you're seeing you know what what that veteran group is, is is able to do and you know coming back from last year yeah, and I think they're finding their groove, this freshman group. You know, you have Nathan Smith. We had three awards this week, and they're just, they're really kind of going off. And even Dallas Gerads, he's kind of a background player, I would say. He, uh, he's obviously he's getting assists, but he's doing a couple pressures ago. He's talked to, Hastings talked about, you know, his how he is mentally, how he is physically, how he is on the ice. He's just that kind of force of nature that gives this team great confidence. Yeah, I think so. I think he, he you know, uh, to that point, he, he's, you know, he gives them a little bit of grit. Um, you know, this team's built a little bit more on on skill, and so you you need a few of those guys that have a little bit of snarl to them. Yeah, uh, I think uh, <laughs> I think Dallas Durads is one of those guys. Jared Spooner is one of those guys. Yes. Nick Rivera is one of those guys. Uh, I think Ryan Sandlin can be one of those guys. You know, when you mentioned the freshman, um, I think as he he gets. Uh, into his game a little more as a freshman I, I think he kind of fits into that um that group whether you call them heavy players hard players mm-hmm. uh that sort of thing um and, and you need that you just you, oh, yeah. you, you need you need all of that you know package together uh and then to go back to what you're saying about the freshman I, I you know Nathan Smith's been pretty consistent he missed the first two games of the season but he's been really good since then has had to play multiple positions was playing center when Jeremko was out um comes um gets moved uh, to wing and then even last week and had to jump back to center when when Spooner went out with uh, the major in the game misconduct. So he's been really good. Lucas Souter obviously had a great month of October, kind of took a dip in November, mm-hmm. but really um, came back last Saturday after sitting out Friday and uh, played great on the power play. You know, both goals, if you've seen the, the highlights, uh, they're both real similar with Reggie Lutz taking a shot. And the rebound kind of ending up right at uh, Souter's skates. And the first one, he he picks it up, goes around the back of the net, dishes to Jake Jaramko for a quick uh, one-time goal. And the second one, he takes and he jams back in for a goal um, and scores it himself. And both plays just seem to be really smart hockey plays to me. It wasn't just... Yeah. Um, he wasn't in a panic. He wasn't... Uh, and, and, you know, that was a tight game. Those were power play goals. Uh, you know, I just thought... You know, if he took his little slide as as freshmen will do, uh, it was nice to see him kind of bounce back and and not only score but score. You know, be part of two really important goals in that game, the first one of the game, and um, what ended up as the game winner. So I wanted to go to back to you've mentioned a couple of times power plays. I mean, I'm looking at it, I'm seeing growth 
throughout yeah. the entire what we've gotten to. And I think even against UMD, we did fantastic against our yeah, power they, play. Yeah, to, to be fifty percent for a weekend is is amazing. And I think for the season, they're at thirty percent, which is super high. If you can be over twenty, uh, your power play's clicking pretty mm-hmm. well. And and I think for them, um, it's, it's funny. Uh, you know, thirty percent is really good. I think about a month ago, or even. Three three weeks ago, um, talking to Coach Hastings about the power play, I think he described it as kind of vanilla. Yes, uh, wasn't real happy about what they were doing on it. It may have the percentage might have been all right, um, but I, I think you know it was probably one that when you do self scouting, he probably thought it was probably easy to beat, mm-hmm. and it's it's been really good lately, and they've been able to make some plays. Um, I think Jake Jeremko being back on that second unit has really helped. I think watching the way um, uh, Toomey and Michaelis have been clicking again, um, uh, making plays up and down the ice, making really smart plays, you know, cross ice type plays, uh, going to the back door, that sort of thing. I think they you're seeing a chemistry there that you know didn't seem to be quite clicking early on and now it really seems to be clicking really going. And so and i think mark michaelis he's made he's scored a lot of points in his career on the power play and and they need that i mean it you know i it probably sounds like a cliche when when the coach says it but it's so true covering hockey for a long time it is score, hard to score five on five goals. It, so when yeah. you get a power play, you have to score. When you're on the penalty kill, you have to try to stop mm-hmm. them from scoring. And that was a main reason why they swept last weekend. I mean, they were five for 10 on the power play. They gave up two power play goals on the weekend. They gave up no five on five goals. Um, obviously, you do that, you're going to win every weekend. Oh, yeah. That's that's just kind of the hockey thing. You know, you got to get the PKs, you got to get the power plays, and you just got to defend. And I'm just going to go, and we're going to talk about something different for now, but I'm going to talk <laughs> Dryden McKay. Yeah. I want to talk about him, too. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I mean, he just got WCHA Goaltender of the Month. We got a Goaltender of the Week. But with him, we only have two goalies right now and the roster. I want to ask the question that I don't, I don't want to be pessimistic, but what if he gets hurt? What kind of what? How how does that you feel like that's gonna kind of go about? You know, I, I think well, for one, I mean, he's in great shape, so uh, you know, and, and you can't you can't worry about guys getting hurt yeah. because I think that you know whether you're no matter what position you're, you know whether you, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a pitcher in baseball, whether uh, it's your superstar basketball player, um, you can't you can't coach them for fear of getting hurt you can't from a professional standpoint you can't pay them for the fear of getting hurt i mean it does happen right so Mm -hmm. i mean you give someone a hundred million dollar contract and they tear their knee you know the first game it happens i mean it's part of part of sports Mm -hmm. so i I think you know knock on wood that it doesn't happen to dryden mckay because you never want to see anybody get hurt um but you know i I think one thing you know talking to the coaches and, and talking to people uh it's unfortunate um that Jackson Stauber decided to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate from a, a team standpoint. Um, he's got it, but he's looking out to do what he thinks is best for him and his career. And I get that um, because he wasn't going to play a lot. Yeah, <laughs> the way, no, when, exactly. When when, uh, when your goaltender's batting, you know, nine fifty plus uh, save percentage, you know, you roll, you you roll with him. I, mm-hmm. you know, or or her in, in the case of women's hockey, and there's a couple good goalies uh, uh, on the other side of the hallway here um, on the on the women's team, but. 
I think, you know, Jacob Berger has not played uh, other than an exhibition period. Uh, I think he's a hard worker. He had good numbers in junior hockey. I think when they recruited him, yeah, he was their third goalie, but that wasn't necess- didn't necessarily mean he was your prototypical third goalie. Yeah, you know what I mean, where uh, where he's just a practice goalie. He's just you know. I think they want to make sure that all their goalies are capable of being able to to win games at the yeah. Division One level. Um, so I think you know, does that will we see him play at all this year one way or another? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they like how he works. They like the work, you know, what he's put in. Um, and you know, I, I think they feel like, you know, they can have some success, um, if they have to play with him. And part of that too is, I mean, they defend so well. I mean, Dryden McKay, as good as his numbers have been, he's benefited also by having some really good defensive play oh, in front absolutely. of him. And he hasn't had to um, go out and win a game by himself very often. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Saturday night is the exception to that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I think he'd be the first to admit that. Um, and even talking to him Saturday night after the game, he gave a lot of credit to the guys in front of him. They had to kill nine nine straight minutes of, power, of penalty time. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting about that is the first two minutes, the first penalty, I don't know if a puck got below the dots, much less got to Dryden McKay. So they defended so well. They were aggressive. They were blocking shots. They were clearing the zone. The next power play right after that, the two-minute, maybe things got a little dicier in front of the goaltender. And then the five-minute major, things got really dicey, partially because those penalty killers were so tired at that point. And I can't blame them at all because they expended a lot of energy. So, you know, you know, for a good chunk of that nine minutes, it was really, you know, you, it was really Nick Rivera and Josh French and uh, Reese Molick and uh, Connor Mackey and Jack McNeely. Those those guys were out there defending and keeping pucks from getting to Dryden. And um, that's that's how this team wins games. It's how it, this team's won games um, for the last you know several years uh, under in the in the Mike Hastings era. Oh yeah. I think if you have obviously like hockey, you got to defend your zone. You got to defend your goal. You can't let pucks get that deep. And our PK has always been great. Our PK was great last year. Our PK has been great this year. I mean, and just defensively, you look at the line you've got this year, we've got, I mean, McNeely and Reese and Edwin and Mackie and Carol. It's just, it's pretty rock solid. Yeah, I should have mentioned Hookinson in there too, right? Because there's I mean, so many that it's he, hard to. He blocks so many shots. And, and Coach Hastings last weekend said he thought that that was uh, Edwin's best. Uh, weekend of of the year. Oh wow! Uh, okay, you know, I think start to finish. So, um, and it's been interesting watching that whole decor. Um, whether they're killing penalties or just playing five on five, um, they have not changed up that lineup much at no. all. I mean, there's been uh, a little tweak, uh, maybe here or there, but for the most part, it's been the same six guys. And I thought really with a couple of the freshmen coming in, and even Wyatt Amat and what he um, had done last year, that um, you would see especially in maybe that uh, 
third group, maybe that would yeah. change week to week, but it hasn't. And give a lot of credit to those guys for playing the, the way that they have and really making it easy on a coach just to put the same lineup out there. I feel for those guys who aren't playing, it's got to be tough. Um, but that's the nature of, of college sports. I that's mean, hockey. You know, it's hockey, it's football, it's yep. basketball. It's going to happen uh, everywhere you go. And sometimes you're going to get your shot right away. Sometimes it's going to be later in the year. And sometimes it's going to be, you know what, I got three years after this. And I'll be okay. And then that's going to be their job then. Oh, yeah. And if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? You can't, <laughs> right. You can't pull that in there. But... I mean, and this is going to be the last question. We're going to wrap this up, kind of previewing Lake State a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the last home series before the 2020. We get into that new year, and even the WCHA, we're getting into more of that. What are your overall thoughts for this team, what they need to do, and what you think you're going to see out of this MAP team this weekend? You know, I, I think part of I think for them is it's just kind of keep – going the, the way they have. I think last weekend was a big test to go to Duluth and to um, win a couple games the way that they did. Uh, those were hard games. Um, and I think uh, they answered a lot of questions about themselves uh, last weekend. You know, you always worry about a letdown and what you don't, you want to try to maintain. Uh, you can't replicate what's going to happen at the end of the year. And I'm not saying what happened in the NCAA tournament was a letdown. I, I it, you know, it was a weird game and, and, and that sort of thing. But they did win a big emotional game the week before mm-hmm. with the big comeback against uh, Bowling Green. And, you know, how do you. How do you just prepare for the following weekend after a big win? How do you prepare for uh, whatever it might be? And you know, how do you play your game amid weird circumstances like the NCAA tournament? Is weird circumstances, the interviews, the ESPN, the cameras, the longer TV timeouts, whatever it might be. Even last week, you go to Saturday night and have the blizzard and the lights go out briefly and a 15-minute delay, three yeah. minutes into the game. How do you handle that? And um, are you able to come out? Uh, when you're all jacked up on the road, ready to go, and then, you know, the lights go out and everybody takes a 15-minute break and you come back and are you tired on the road all of a sudden? You don't have that uh, um, energy anymore. And they, that didn't happen. Um, so, you know, they just always have to be prepared for to play well. And I, you know, I know your question really was, what do they have to work on? And right now they seem like they're really strong in all areas. Right. What can, what can they do better? And I think in general, they can be better. Um, and, but is it fair to like say they have to be better in all these different areas? I don't know. Maybe it's consistency. Maybe it's mm-hmm. consistency with that top line. Maybe it's consistency with that power play. Um, you know, whatever it might be. But I think for the most part, they've been, you know, I think a lot of it is just to keep things going. Are they able to keep it going? Yep. And I think you're exactly right. Consistency. And that's what this team has to do to kind of beat Lake State and get a sweep. But that's all we got for today. Thank you so much for joining us, Shane. And we will talk to you guys next time. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Before we wrap up today's episode, I would like to say a couple thank yous. Thank you to Mike Sullivan from KTOE for the radio calls. Thank you to the WCHA for their weekly press release. I'd also like to say thank you to Aaron Stuvey for doing Around the League and for our two guests in the studio today for coming on. Thank you to James Murray from Everything College Hockey and Shane Frederick, Mankato Free Press Sports Editor, for coming on and talking everything Maverick Hockey. As always, guys, this episode is out now on Apple and Spotify, and please, please, please subscribe to this podcast. 
Stay tuned next week where we will have some people that do that hockey on. Thanks, guys. And as always, listen in. See ya.